Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This week in league, Sia Soliola resorts to drinking KFC smoothies after discovering they contain more nutritional value than drinking green milk. Teams to target Gutho with bombs as he will struggle to catch them with his left hand holding Kikau's pocket and his right hand on Luai's. After becoming bored with how easy coaching is, Craig Bellamy attempts the biggest challenge in rugby league, teaching Noffa how to defend. Plus, we look ahead to all of the action for round 19 of the 2020 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 368 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, my man? 13 wins in a row. You've been fairly quiet lately, actually. Sorry? You've been fairly quiet lately. I have. Yeah, be up to your fucking... Up to your balls in... Oh. Tinder salutes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've been, uh, I've been quite settled. Oh, really? Mature and... Oh, you cha- uh, you've changed, man. No, um, you know, ha- having it hurt when you pee does that to a man. <laughs> <laughs> you burned it. <laughs> I took, you know, took stock of my life. And yeah. Now I'm, I'm pretty much a Buddhist. <laughs> you got the fucking you, you, you've turned up with the with the fucking RCG mo though. <laughs> oh yeah, had that for ages. Oh, you, you sort of sometimes you got like a little bit of a beard sort yeah, of going on, yeah. and then something you know. It's, it, it, but now it's like there's definitely a disparity. Like the um, the, the moustache is the predominant feature. <laughs> yeah, my, my my facial hair has been a bit schizophrenic during my so. <laughs> <laughs> not not gonna lie, there was one day where I was home by myself and didn't have to see anyone. I, I investigated rocking a Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin. You say exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Look. Charlie Chaplin did some amazing things, but unfortunately, not, not enough to claim that mustache as a Charlie Chaplin. Yes, yeah, so, yes, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. I remember I rocked a Charlie Chaplin mustache for uh, about ninety seconds <laughs> at the conclusion of a uh, of a Movember in probably fucking two thousand and well, I want to say it was two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine Movember. Mm. At work, mm. like you know, big corporate place and everything, Ooh. where it was like raising, you know, raising the money and everything. And it was an internal competition within, you know, for the, you know, for the, the best moustache and everything like that. And then at the end, everyone was shaving them off yeah. and everything. And so, like, of course, you go like fucking, As you, you know, do. I had like a big chopper fucking, you know, yep. down down each side. And um, and so yeah, people were fucking around and <laughs> not shaving the whole thing off. And <laughs> and yeah, it didn't last very long. Oof, you know, in. In, uh, in places where they have, you know, HR and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so glad I don't work for the man. Um, <clears throat> news this week. It's a weird news week where we have um, a few incomplete stories. And we've, and like, we've had these, we've had these times where, um, 
it's become almost like a meme that that uh, news stories break just in time to appear on the show. And uh, and this week, I even have it written in my notes, and because for some reason I don't have the fucking updated version, so I have to actually uh, get my phone to get the updated version of the file. But um, <clears throat> with the with with the, uh, this this week, I thought for sure that we were fucked, and for the first time in years, that a story that everyone wants to talk about couldn't be talked about because there was, there was just no information because they had failed to honour our our deadline for uh, for news reporting, but. The rugby league world, as always, provides. But um, <clears throat> there's a lot of mini stories we'll go through first. And we've, I, was, I, was saying to, I was saying to stepdad just before we were recording that we're in that kind of period, and it happens. It usually happens in the middle of the year with Origin. Mm. And there's a bunch of stuff where there's no real news. It's just stories about this ex-Queensland player thinks that Queensland are going to win. This ex-Queensland player thinks Queensland is going to get smashed. This fucking Blues player talks about yeah. what it means to him to yeah. blah, blah, blah. And just and now we, we've got that now, except it's with finals. finals. This is why this team, this this team aren't going to lay down in the finals and this yeah. is why this is a blah, blah, you know, which is nonsense fucking puff piece sort of shit. But um, <clears throat> yeah, and it's that dumb sort of shit journalism that because it's all puff. Yeah it doesn't create any sort of fucking discussion. No, And that's exactly. what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Because they write this piece and they go, well, even though this team's record coming into the finals is a dismal zero from something against yep. top eight teams, yep. as we all know in rugby league, any dog can have its day. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay, yeah, there have been upsets. But you know? far, far, far less frequent yeah. than... Than dogs having days. They're referred to as upsets. Yeah. The frequency and probability of them happening is so far less. Extremely low. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Broncos coaching search has... Even like stories like this. The Broncos coaching search has officially commenced. And then they throw up a couple of names that, that, are, that are in the running. For example, like Neil Henry and... Um, and Kevy Walters. And like the Walker brothers. But then they, like the next line they go, but... You know, Shane Walker said that they haven't even been contacted, so it's unlikely they'll be in the running. And then, and then they go through and they say, "There's, there's, there's been ten expressions of interest. They're going to cut that down to a short list of four or five, and um, and interview those guys and make the decision from there." And the, the, I was reading, I was going, "Great, who's the new names? Who's, who's the four and five? And eventually, the article just comes down to, it's going to come down to Kevy or Paul Green. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck's sake! It's been, you know, ridiculous. Um. We got the thing with the bunker, the shift in the bunker. With uh, they're they're moving from uh, two guys in, in uh, reviewing in the bunker to one, uh, which means that they're reviewing, removing. Sorry, the uh, the the former player advisor, yep, collaborator role, and just keeping the um, the referee in there. Which, as far as as far as the general public is concerned. It won't make any difference. It's always just the referee on the on on the on the television yep. coverage that you can hear walking through the various things, yes. and you know, like everyone's on side, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, although this this year, I mean, like in such an, a fucking asterisk year, it's things like this that make it more and more like yeah, just just like going, yeah, we're going to change the fucking rules two weeks before the finals just to do it, yeah. <laughs> like, like just with with no previous flagging or apparent forethought or yeah. anything. No, we're just going to do that, yeah, and, and they just keep chopping and changing. I mean, it's obviously like they in their mind, 
it's like a, the it, you know what then like with the referee changes and things like that at the start of the start of the, the post COVID period, there's like well this is it's obviously they had that brain that that brain the train of thought where it's like this is going to be an asterisk year so let's just fucking try whatever we feel like and see how it goes and blah blah, blah. and um and look you know some some of us you know for for the better some of us you know is, is you know most of us you know, is kind of you know, whatever, um and on it goes, uh. <clears throat> What else have we got here? Honestly, let's go. So the, the the story that I was worried about not having any information was was this one about um, Adam Fenua Blake seeking to leave Sydney for family reasons, and like through the through the various grapevines that I have access to, I was hearing about you know like bikies and stuff like that, mm. and it was and I wasn't seeing it or hearing it anywhere else, and so I was like, well, fuck. I can't get on here and say like bikies if yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm not gonna put myself out there and say this shit if there's if it hasn't been uttered somewhere else first, um, to um you know, because you know, for obvious for obvious fucking reasons. But NRL three sixty tonight on television on Fox, they they provided and they said that they had the scoop and the scoop was basically what what I had heard plus much more. Uh, because even like traditional uh, people close to the club didn't really know. They've kept it. They've kept it this sort of under wraps, really like surprisingly well in this in this age of information. <clears throat> but basically, it's come down to the fact that, well, first thing, Adfinor Blake. Let's not make no mistake. With the evidence we have available to us on the table in the year two thousand and twenty, let's not let's not even go back to the reason why he wasn't at the Dogs and could be bought cheaply by Manly and resurrected. Yeah. Put that aside. Let's just look at this year. Yeah. And we've got the the the, the Grant Atkins uh, retard incident, and then the you know eyes painted on spastics in the tunnel incident. Yes. Um, you know, anti vaxxers stuff like like there there have been several examples just this year. Of, of what a, of what a dickhead he is, and um, apparently he goes way deeper than that. And to extents that I had not heard of, which is it's frankly impressive that that it had a lid, you know, kept on it for so long. But um, basically, his missus has had enough of his shit. They got four kids. One of them, I think, is um, autistic or something, and so you know, requires special oh, needs. That was the one that was vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably, I don't know, but uh, you know, he's, you know, she, but she's had enough of his shit, like links to bikies and things like that. So as a result, wants to get the family out of Sydney. Yep. And when when confront when confronted with this news, the the club themselves were like, "Yeah, okay, that's that, we'll miss you, but you know, fine." Because now now you find out that there's a lot of shit they've kept under the wraps because. Him being like the, the the retard stuff and the and all that shit is like it may not be the tip of the iceberg, but it's not nearly all of the stories that they've had the all the things that they've had to deal with internally, you know, over the last year or so. Um, as far as I know, it's particularly this year though. Um, and so he's been talking to the Warriors apparently for weeks. So I guess I don't know how that works with the new NRL rule that I don't think they've brought in fully yet, have they? No, but they'll bring in that rule, no. you know, if a player goes for more money. But as it turns out, he's not going away from he's not going for more money because that's that's one thing to address. Uh, people, I've seen people saying, "Oh, because he wants to get more money, he's not getting a cent. He's not getting a cent more money. He's yeah. on a fucking good wicket. He was on eight fifty. Yeah, he's on a fucking great wicket. Yeah, and so what? And so the Warriors are prepared to match that. 
and and extend another year. So instead of two years, offer him three at that same at that same price. Yep. And um and Manly for their part, they've said okay, it's got to be it, it can't be uh, a team outside of the Warriors or Queensland. These are the conditions they're putting on it. It can only be a Queensland team or the Warriors that you re- yep. that will accept a release to. Okay. We're not paying a fucking cent of anything. Yeah. And furthermore, we want pl- either compensation in cash or players as a result. So who so whatever whoever does send, you know, and then we'll grant the release. Because yeah. they've got cuz cuz we own him for two more years yep. essentially. So and and so it's actually it's it's been fucking great business. I mean, you can't you know no one can deny that he's he's a, a great prop, and uh, he churns up a lot of meters. Yep, he does. Um, and so that's that's obviously there's there's going to have to be like sort of you know fifty to eighty meters a game, additionally found by someone else. And, you know, assuming a prop makes let's say a prop makes a hundred meters a game, right? Like yeah. a, as a baseline sort of thing. So you know they have to find another 80, 80, 80 meters a game. Yeah, to, to match his output, and yeah. you know, and that's 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 obviously fine. But thankfully, like for Manly's sake, there's I mean, prop is the one area where depth is not really a, a question. We've got three more guys that haven't seen first grade yet that are ready to make the step up. Um, one of them being uh, a brother to um, Manasi Fainu as well, which leads nicely on. But then the, with the Warriors, I mean, he's talking back that they might that talking that they might send, um, you know, Bunny Afoa over on fucking. For three, you know, for for nothing, you know, and, yeah. and I'd be happy. I'd be happy with that. I mean, if we're not paying any money and we get him, you know, that's probably that's that's another prop that I'd be happy to chuck on the field. And also, he doesn't seem like a dickhead, and he's kind. He's, got, he's one of those guys that's got the ability to be like a like a cult. You know, the way he runs, like the you know the the, cra- the, the crazy lack of self preservation that he runs into the line. With yeah, is that sort of thing yeah. that fans like to see as well, um, and can sort of get behind. But um. And then onto onto the Fainu situation, and they also well also they got rid of officially they got rid of um, Corey Waddell. Uh, he's been offloaded for three years to the Dogs for Trent, and so um, Trent, please don't hurt us. Um, please don't take Lachlan Croker while you're fucking stripping us bare of our fucking pl- our plotters. And um, and then Fainu was extended on one of the, the win winnest deals of all time. Uh, he's extended for a further two years. And they'll take him beyond the trial, obviously, and uh, for two years beyond the trial. And then, um, if he's convicted, we don't have to pay. If he's not convicted, we've locked him in for an additional two years. A uh, player that's obviously a gun for three hundred grand less. So, and more importantly, it kind of it shows the it sh- sort of shows like a you know care to care to the family and things like that. We're looking after him. He's got three younger brothers on the books as well, and one of one of whom is going to step up next year and fill the void of you know in in the prop in the in the top squad. Yep. And so just a so fuck a great day of good business all around. But you know, obviously AFB is a great prop, so I mean there is like a, a hole to fill there. But it's never bad business. I'm prepared to exchange a hundred meters or 50, or eighty meters yeah. a week for like team unity and like a dickhead potentially you know bringing down a fairly large contingent of like polynesian young players so um all in all it's like a shit it's like a shit situation but it's actually been handled really really well by the club i'm pretty happy with the way they've done it well you know if if a player goes to you and says they want out 
Yeah, you don't really want to. I mean, you don't really want to have to enforce. You don't. Yeah. And the other sensational example of good business at the moment is how the Melbourne Storm are handling oh. Josh Addo Carr. Yeah, I didn't write it down. I'm glad you remember that because which, that's which is a it's a, in essence. Yep. A similar situation. Yeah. Right? Except I the, don't believe he's a dickhead. <laughs> I, no. think, I think I think Fox is okay, but yeah, he's not. Apparently, well, obviously he has some fucking bad management. Yeah, yeah. He's all of a sudden thinks he's a fullback, but that's that is the the like fullback is the aspirational fucking future of every winger. <laughs> you know, I I am still adamant. Yep. That it is nothing but shithead player managers thinking they can get ten percent more of double. Yeah. But, oh, you know, you're a fullback, you're a fullback, yeah. you're a fullback. Yeah. Oh, that's and there's no doubt that that's a large, have, large And have you noticed, sure. have you noticed that no one has gone from wing, and I'm thinking, yeah, no one has gone from wing yep. and usurped a position from a good fullback? It's only yeah. these desperate fucking teams that have no one. Mm. And even the, like, you know, the DWZ experience. Yeah, I mean, he's... The, Couldn't crack fullback at the worst team in the competition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was a was a great winger. So far, and, a, and, great. And, and a team that doesn't actually have a real fullback on the books anyway. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to remember, Hopper was like, a, he was yep. a winger. And then, and he's, even at the dogs, he's gone wing, center, fullback. He's, he's shuffled yeah. around a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so, so this whole thing of I'm a fullback, you know, in a winger's body... <laughs> doesn't fucking exist um but then the fact that like that yeah the storm have said these you know obviously fox is contracted to us for like one more year yep he's got this desire to move to sydney for family reasons and we have a lot of compassion towards him he's been a great player for the club we'd love that we'd love to fucking help him out but at the same time we can't do it at at massive detriment so all we're asking return that's if you want to take the fox off our books then we're going to need something of quality Sent back to you fill that see. hole. So we we are giving you a winger. We don't <laughs> care that you think he's a fullback. Yep. We're giving you a winger. Yep. Representative. That's it. Now, from the fucking dire player stocks that you have, West Tigers. Yeah. We want this guy. Yep. Right. Now, you've come to us and said that you know we need to release him to be compassionate. So this is what it will take to release him. How compassionate are you? And the West Tigers have done fucking nothing. Yeah. So you know what this shows me? Well, they've actually gone into the. It's not, it's not that they've done nothing. Yeah, Madge has had press. Yeah, he's had yeah press engagements where he's stated on the record that no, I'm not releasing David Nofaluma to this. Yeah. He's playing for us. He loves playing for us, but he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like not doing nothing. It's like actively doing. You know, exactly. doubling down on that shit. Exactly. Yeah. But what it does show that the West Tigers are happy to go after somebody before their contracts ended. Yes. And you know, are, are happy to not do everything they can to actually try and facilitate something that should happen under compassion. And when you take the compassion stuff, just let's just turn it into a straight business transaction. They also, their talent identification is fucking awful when you think that you are getting a shittier end of the deal when you are getting yeah. a representative premiership winning, multiple premiership winning yeah. winger yeah. in exchange 
for a cunt who just bitches about wishing he could. Yeah. Like. <laughs> exactly. I mean, a winger who, like, if you want to say, like, tries scored upon you and then tries you score as, like, a plus one, minus one situation, this cunt was fucking minus one against 2020 George Tafua until yeah. Tafua did his Achilles and left the field. Yeah. Which ends the which ends that which which, so which ends that which which, which ends that which ends that that, that yeah. engagement yeah exactly so uh, same with Josh Mansour yeah you know yeah Josh Mansour's not replacing Josh Adokar fucking I'm hell. sure Josh Adokar I'm sure if he scored a try of the year I'm sure he would ground the fucking ball yeah um, but the other thing it shows did, didn't the Tigers get uh, Dewey to the club under the promise that he could play fullback yeah so what what happens now. They're just fucking promising fullback to everyone. Well, I, I actually have, on that front, I have seen uh, quotes from Dewey saying, little fucking snake in the grass, saying, yeah, I could see myself playing 5 8 <laughs> 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 yeah, Fuck your couch, Benji. Fuck your couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But, yeah. But seriously, on a serious note, and I know I slag the Tigers off. Yeah, yeah at every given opportunity. Yep. Because they fucking deserve it. Yep. But what does that do for future recruitment? If one year Dewey's there and the failings of that club can't be pinned on him. No, he's actually been fucking a boss the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, absolutely fucking panned by Tigers fans for his lack of pace. You know, I, I can think of one time, you know, he like he got run down. And you're like, oh, that's surprising. He's a fullback and that's like a second role or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking not a fan favorite at all. I don't know if they're just not used to someone good. Well, it's because they've invested all their fucking eggs in the in the fucking lay lure basket. Yeah, true. And then you've got this fucking, you got the, you, the the big one thinks he's fucking Ric Flair and the, and the little one's just the same grub gun he's always been. Yeah. <laughs> um, but seriously, what, is, what does that do for future recruitment? Oh, hang on. I, I saw what you did to that Dewey guy. Hmm. Um, you just you know someone else came along and you just promised him exactly what you promised him the year before yeah and then of course and then there's a you know the, when, when you when you take it back to business sense so when you take an offer out of the equation I mean it's still like talk about it's like it's like the it's like the people the people that bought Bitcoin for six dollars and sold it for six hundred dollars and now they're going to buy it back at twenty thousand dollars because they had they had Josh Adokar. Oh yeah, they did too. Yeah. Oh, look, that, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah, it's the the team of players that have left the Tigers. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, a long, a long, and uh, and and no but, doubt painful story for for Tigers fans. But as as much as it pains me to say it, that is some good ethical, stable pressure business mm-hmm. from the Storm. Yeah, it's Hang great. On. He's contracted to us to next year. Mm-hmm. So these are the choices. The, these are the conditions that will let him go. Or... And they're not, and and like these conditions aren't, they're, they're not, they're not unreasonable. No. At all. Like they don't want a video of Madge fucking a pig. Yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah, exactly. But can you imagine that? Just playing the audio every time you play the Tigers forever, <laughs> because this is the thing. I mean, it goes on the internet once, and it doesn't matter where if you where it gets deleted or whatever. It's, it's, it's instantly still existing. Like so, yeah, um, yeah. So he, here are the choices. This is this is what we want. Yep. Or nothing. Yep. You know, there's... and I fucking hope the Storm stick to their guns. And if Addo Car throws a tantrum, 
well, enjoy playing reserve grade. Yep. So um, I think we'll start to see clubs doing more and more and more, especially now with people like, you know, uh, old injured yep. veterans. Yep. Like look at Kieran Foran. Mm-hmm. Any deal that he's being offered at the moment yep. has clauses in it. Yeah. Play this many games, get paid this. Play and, this many games. And very, and very few dollars, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So hopefully the clubs are starting to learn the lesson. Um, you know, Souths are in negotiations at the moment with that fucking teenage kid. Yeah, he played a fucking game. Yeah, and like he wanted, he was like having it was a five year deal, so yeah. he didn't want all these clauses thrown in there. Well, he, yeah, he pretty much wanted get out clauses. Yeah, yeah. Know, the Wallabies can come after him, and he can just leave. And yeah, like, no, know. no, 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 no. And Souths are going, fuck you. You can go and go and fucking go and go and earn thirty cents playing fucking rugby union. Yeah. and hope the Wallabies come calling. Exactly. Do it. it, it <laughs> Would you see how fucking cuckish the Wallabies are now? Well, yeah. They've always had that policy that you have to be playing in Australia yep. to be yep. selected. Now they're just like, nah. <laughs> Please, where you anybody. are. Anybody. <laughs> if you sniffed Vegemite, you're a Wallaby. <laughs> Do you know who the Crocodile Hunter was? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Oh, fuck, what a joke of a sport. Um, but yeah, there's two teams, Manly and, and Melbourne, doing things as they should. Finally seen some fucking great business. And, uh, and you know, like long and like long game sort of business as well and not just immediately going, oh, fuck, we better let the player go. Mm. And Clint uh, Newton ain't going to do a goddamn thing about it. Recaps. The Rabbitohs, 26, defeated the West Tigers, 24 on Thursday. And uh, the tries were to uh, Dane Gagai, Corey Allen, and Campbell Graham with a double. Reynolds, perfect with the boot with four conversions and a penalty goal. The Tigers, 24, came through tries to Luke Garner, Tommy Talao, Luke Brooks, and uh, Asu Kapow. And Dewey, the aforementioned Dewey, four of four conversions. This game, more than any other this year, Feels like it was fucking ages ago. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> I, it? I was writing the shit down for the show this afternoon. I was like, "Oh, yeah, that happened." And then I'm like, "What? Yeah, I said, yeah, that happened." But what happened? Mm. And I'm like, "Fucking, yeah. like, oh, that's right, fucking." <laughs> Dan Gago got punched by a fucking dwarf. <laughs> yeah, I was I was getting the tweets together. Yeah, and I got back to this game, and I'm like, "Oh no, that was at the round before." Yeah. Oh fuck no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> I don't know why it feels like it was so... I mean, like, the Thursday one always feels a little distant, but this one in particular yeah. felt like ages ago. And killed the Tigers off officially for the year. That's the first thing that happened, I suppose. Well, Whatever know. mathematical <laughs> blah, blah that they had. Yeah. It, it just, Weakened their grip on ninth as well. It made certain what everyone knew would happen. Yeah. But South in this one, and, and I'm not sure if they... They were just confident of their ability to get themselves home, but the contrast between their first and their second half—I mean, that 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 blitzkrieg in the first twenty minutes was fucking terrific. Yeah. Um, and and and, and you know, mostly mostly down the uh, the right hand side on down their left hand oh. side and the right hand side oh. of the West Tigers. Oh. Really? 
just being topical and all. You know, <laughs> Jesus, who who would have thought that that's a fucking highway down there? But it does <clears throat> seem, and I'm I'm not at all trying to get to the stage saying that, you know Wayne, Wayne Bennett has, the game's passed him by because it hasn't, but that does seem almost a yesteryear game plan to get out. Put if you can put twenty points on. You used to be able to defend your way to a victory normally. If you could put yeah. 20 points on very easily, then it was easier, it seemed, yeah. um, you know, days uh, days gone by to defend your way out of that situation, even if you take your foot off the throttle a little bit attack-wise. Yeah, I think I just think I think the West Tigers were you know were desperate. They've got some, they've got a little bit of belief in themselves in as far as like putting on points and and uh, you know coming back from deficits. Yep. And yeah, which got themselves, you know, got them close. But um, Rabbit's just too good. I also wonder if this week is the, it was the week that um, you know some teams started sort of just taking their foot off the gas a little bit. I mean, to, you know, particularly in games like this where the opposition wasn't really like whereas a team that's guaranteed to be in the finals and probably plays fairly high. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, the Rabbitohs are you know are probably it's probably beyond them to to get into the top four, but I mean they're they're in great form at the moment, certainly more so than teams like Parramatta. And but I'd see that's that's the thing though. I will tell you what, it, with you, your top three is pretty much locked in. I'd say. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And Parramatta are shaky as shit. Parramatta in fourth. Are. And so the difference in going from fifth to fourth, you know, yep. I, look, a home final this year probably doesn't mean as much as. Yeah, as previous years, but still, yeah, that that top four, just a double chance um, you want, you know, lifeline. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. So I would expected more, but overall, the they sort of dragged each other down to their level. So the completions were seventy two and seventy five. Tigers seventy two, um, rabbit seventy five. Looking over it though, the Tigers' errors, if if they if they could just unsloppy themselves and focus when they need to focus. Yep. They're, they're a completely different team and, and knocking on the door of the top eight. Like yeah. Properly. Legitimately yep. not. And, yeah, and, and, and fix the defense. Yeah. But that's the thing. You fix the mistakes you're making in attack. Yeah. Just and you're those not concentration as much, yeah. bullshit mistakes. Yeah. The only thing is though, like the, the, the only thing that they don't fix other like the, the tries from sixty meters out yeah, because like because Noffer and Leilu can't fucking communicate in defence. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Isaac in the Facebook group said Tigers firming every week as the grubs of the league. Well, should I, yeah, should I mean, gay guy, you know, threw the ball and uh, at Brooks's head successfully. Brooks didn't like it very much. Came on and punched him no. in the melee, and there was a again just to get into a little bit of science. Yes, you know, do you know there's things spinning around the earth at great speed, and if they get off their trajectory and come too close, you know what happens? The mass of the earth, because it's such a giant object in space, pulls them in towards it. Yeah, Gago actually passed the ball to a teammate. But the fucking gravity of that cunt's freakishly large Oompa Loompa head pulled the ball directly to his face. And any other normal person would have seen that coming, especially one that plays professional sports. And has some, some modicum of hand-eye coordination and reaction no. time. No, 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 no. 
has some modicum of arm, and so would be <laughs> able to put the hand in front of the face. Unfortunately, this fucking descendant of a T-Rex can't fucking touch his own back pocket, let alone stop a ball flying at his face. <laughs> little little big man, fucking tallest dwarf in the world. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the punch he landed, it was like you know, you know, like in uh, in in martial arts when they when they first te- when they're trying to teach you how to break boards and things like that. It's yeah. like you know, you're not punching the board; you're punching you know a, a, a something you know several inches beyond the board. Yep. That's what that's that's the target. You know, you want to punch the guy behind the guy. Yeah. You know, and put your fist right through the fucker. And um, Luke Brooks, he he he, would, he punched the guy that was probably a foot in front of gay guy. And by the time his fist traveled and, and actually landed and touched gay guy, it was like, it was, it, it almost died of fucking old age. And um, <laughs> so it was, a, it was the weirdest fight ever. And then uh, look, gay guy, I mean, you know, if you want, you know, like a penalty for throwing the ball at his head, that's, you know, that's probably acceptable. But I think it's probably the, the most embarrassing and humiliating referee penalty ever where you get thrown in a sin bin and put up yeah. on and put up on put up on charges at the judiciary yeah. for being punched by Luke Brooks. It it really oh fuck I don't know. I I don't think the way the Tigers are going about it, and and I get it that they're, they're trying to you know no one will walk over us and you know we won't be easy beats and we don't lay down for anyone. Yep. But going to the fucking Joey Lay Lewis school of how to be a standover man, yeah, that that's not the way. No, you know the there are teams out there with real fucking enforcers, mm-hmm. you know, who who do it through their play. Yep. You know, the the fucking Tigers. That's not the way to go. No. Um, and mirroring you, John, in the Facebook group said Luke Brooks couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. And I'm doing this once as an exception. I don't normally like to put in replies and little fucking conversations here. <laughs> this one was such a fucking cracker. Stuart Marler, OG, came out and said, uh, so after John said he couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag, Stuart said, luckily he's not on the Roosters recruitment radar, so he'll never see one. It's <laughs> 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 fucking great. Uh, Jason said, okay, so now I've heard it and noticed it. Anytime try scorer up against Noffa is a sure thing as Hope Solo. <laughs> oh, and the final word on this goes to a celebrity tweet. I'm including because he tweeted it at the show. Yeah, yeah. He's a longtime friend and, and obvious listener, uh, Anthony Field, aka Blue Wiggle, the fucking Blue Wiggle, the OG of the OG Wiggle, the only, the only the only wearer of the Blue Wiggle. That's it. Shirt. Yeah, it's like. Skivvy. No. Will not retire. I mean, he's like the Robbie Farrer of the Wiggles. <laughs> Will not go quietly into the night, although he is, he is in fucking great shape. <laughs> in all fairness, Souths are a brilliant, fast-paced, well-drilled team. We are a struggling team. The first 15, we were caned. The game loses its fair contest. He was refs faulting that that's the reason the Tigers lost. Yeah. So, you know what? Mr. fucking Blue Wiggle. I know you cunts got fucking Disney deals. I know there are fucking Disneylands with Wiggles lands with cunts wearing your blue skivvy paying you royalties. Get off your fucking ass (laughs) and put some third-party player agreements in there and get some better players to the club. 
Get a better fucking coach. Get a better fucking CEO. Go yeah. fund a fucking seek campaign to find somebody that actually understands how to run a sports team and then you won't have to ref's fault. Failing that, I will personally send you a scarf so you can hold it up and take photos of yourself. We do have a ref's fault scarf. Uh, Every time with, you bitch with, about the ref With your name on it. Well, not specifically your name, but... <laughs> now, toss my salad. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> oh, um... 6 p.m. Friday game. The Mighty Manly Seagulls, 32. Defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, 20. Uh, the Seagulls, 32. Tries to Paseca. Curtis Siren and Brad Parker. Jet Ski. Morgan Harper and Marty Tapao off quite possibly the uh, most terrible chip and chase <laughs> sequence <laughs> from a front row in the history of the game. Um, Cherry, four of six conversions. Uh, the Doggies uh, had tries to Dory, Lachlan Lewis, and uh, Jaden Ockenbohr. Uh, meaning two or three conversions and a couple of penalty goals. First up, again, this was the dogs. This was well, of all the ones in the last five or six weeks. This was the the least chance they had. Surprisingly, I mean, because they were up against Canberra at half time and looking great. The man, this one, they started off great. They had everything going in their favour. They got themselves out to like an eight or ten point lead because Manly would Manly. I thought were fucking following the script. They're playing absolutely diabolically, yep. making like characteristic fucking, you know, like things like, you know, kickoffs out on the full and, you know, all this sort of shit. I thought, well, it's fuck, we're on here. They've fucking got the memo passed down from yours truly, and they're going to do the thing for the sake of the game. But then, no. Nah, then they kicked in <laughs> <laughs> and then just proceeded to fucking flog the doggies and look fucking great. Morgan Harper in his revenge game against the, his former club. It's gonna go. It's gonna endure as one of the biggest rugby league mysteries of this year. Why, when you've you, this you know, Avarillo fucking Kerrod Holland merchant team, mm. how the fuck does Morgan Harper not get game time yeah. and doesn't get game time, so he gets released and goes to another club for essentially free? And then he comes. And I mean, he's obviously a, he's a fucking gun. Yeah. It, what a fucking treat it was to see in the year 2020 a center from fucking Manly, you know, putting footwork on it and fucking making breaks and scoring long range tries and setting shit up from fucking like halfway and, you know, and beyond. It was amazing. Never seen anything like it the entire fucking season. Thanks, doggies. Um, But, you know, the disappointing thing is, though, the doggies had a 10, like it was 8 nil or 10 nil, I can't remember, but they had a. It wasn't a match-winning lead, but holy fuck, they were given a start again by another team, giving themselves the option to get their dumb asses off the fucking bottom of the ladder and to consign the Broncos to the reward which they so richly deserve. And uh, they failed again. Fucking big time, too. Fucking over you doggies. And now I think that ship sailed. Like, it's done. I'm prepared to call it. The Broncos won't win another game, I'm sure of it. No. But... Neither will fucking doggies. No, they're they're through they're through the in air quotes easy or should I say more like possible to get off the spoon position. Correct. Part of their draw now. Look, maybe Penrith will rest everyone. Let's fucking hope. Maybe. Let's fucking hope. So, I will endorse the fucking hashtag Yuri of Cleary if they can fucking drop this game and give Broncos a spoon. Yeah, that's it. Seriously, I will endorse it whole fucking heartedly. Absolutely fuck. But um. Look, the, and this is the thing. The, the worst thing about these fucking doggies is that they inspire such hope 
in the first halves of games, even like the Canberra one where they were gonna they were supposed to get flogged in that game. And then yeah. they start and then they go into, you know, like, you know, with more than a single try lead in, in the half time, you're like, well fuck, you've made me, you know, I'm now I'm starting to believe again. Yep. But no. Nah, it's a hope to get you. It's a hope to kill you. Um look, yes. you know, I mean, yeah, a month ago I would have said that, you know, if Manly had any any cash freed up through the, you know, departure of an expensive prop. You know, you need to get like you know some you know some centers and wingers and shit like that in there, but over the last month, with the introduction of you know, uh, with the with the the progression of Funa, with the introduction of Morgan Harper, with the introduction of Hopper Junior, these problems have all fucking solved. They've all fucking solved themselves now. And then when you get some you know, some guys back from injury, guys like you know Brad Parker and Tafu have you know become surplus to, to the needs, and it actually worked out great. Mm. Um, so you know, it's amazing what happens when you blood the youth. It does. Um, David, yeah. in the Facebook group. Now, I'm going to paraphrase this because it's a fucking essay. Yep. Some of it's pretty good. Oh, this is, this is, this is David uh, talking about the, the dog's problems. Yes. It says, where the fuck do I begin? Lachlan Lewis should never play first grade ever again. He's had over 30 games, 30 games of first grade, and I can count on one hand how many good games he's had. I think he his first grade position is kind of like, uh, he has it because of memories of like, you know, his first game or one of his first games. Remember when he was running up out of the line and putting hits on Sam Burgess yeah, and shit? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. like, I reckon he's still, he's still dying off that sort of thing. And and those times where he had those giant fucking floating bombs. Where he sort of just run up to the line and be like, oh, fuck, and then just like, just go, like, point where, to the sky. Well, I, don't, just, <laughs> I don't know how everyone wasn't called offside yeah. because he'd run and stop and prop and, you know, but anyway. Uh, last night he had four errors. Two of them on like tackle three inside the red zone. First receiver from dummy half, knocking on. Another one on the to power grubber. Couldn't catch Corona in the middle of Melbourne. Then he has a bitch about Morgan Harper, which is exactly it. Um, then he bitches about them taking the two. Uh, Stevros also saved kicking to the 6-5 high jump pro Ockenball against Aldi Mansour for the 75th minute which immediately produces points. Imagine that. Exactly. I mean, like, yeah, Ockenbohr, he's, he's got one one talent, proven talent in his career, and that's fucking kids. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. you, you got you to gotta put him on top of a kid. Spot on. <laughs> and they did that, and they got a, like, junk time try. Michael said, I'm on the Morgan Harper hype train. Also, can anyone name a Lachlan that is any good at rugby league? Because it isn't either of these two cucks on the field. Uh, Jason. That every week is the same shit. Score three tries, tick, lose the game, tick, give the fans about 10 to 20 minutes of decent football before being let down once again, tick, play players out of position, tick, unable to stop offloads, tick. The only positive out of this game is that it was played on a Friday night, so the disappointment is out of the way. Oof. Uh, Mitch said, typical Manly. Of course they are Bronco sympathizers. <laughs> and uh, Mo at MJEagle23 on Twitter. That Abbas Miski is undefeated in the 2020 season. Goat emoji. That's all. Jeez. Even that's a stretch for me. Uh, the Panthers 20 defeat the Eels 2 at Panthers Stadium. Um, the Panthers tries to Mansour, Liam Martin, and uh, Jerome Luai. Three conversions and a penalty goal to Nathan Cleary. Uh, the Eels had a penalty goal to Mitchell Moses, and that is it. Mm. Yeah, the first half... You know, Parramatta absorbed a fair bit of pressure. Yeah. However, I, I feel that the state of the game was more so to do with Penrith's hands 
and the level of dick finger they had rather than Parramatta's heroics. I'm prepared to say that they, they, they did do they did do a mighty job in defence. No, in they, the first they did half. a serviceable job in defence. But if you look at the fact that there were like eight thousand bomb tries, where if it wasn't for them yeah, but it's not. But line. yeah, it's not. But it's that's, not. That's not the defense. Yeah, but they're not like those. They're not like those. Those like outright bombed tries, though. You know, yeah, so are. much. They're more like the ones that where, you know, because they're defending. You know, because the opposition is yeah. defending fairly well. I mean, the pass is you know pushed a little bit harder than it, than it need to be, or you no, know, etc. They were those genuine, drop them over the line bullshit try bomb yeah. like actual bombed. Jerome's try where Ferguson held him up. That was fucking fantastic defense. Yep, that was great defense. Yep. The rest of them were legit. Reach out to score and drop the fucking ball. Um, the they just look a little bit out of sync. They're not playing with as much depth, and they're not getting really stuck into the line before they go. Um, to his credit, Jerome Luai has picked up a lot of slack in terms of how he's playing on the left, and probably in terms of attacking potency. Has, has the easier job in terms of he's got kick out there. He gets to be the one that passes the kick out. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got kick out there and he's got Crichton there next yeah, to kick out. Yeah. And so they So he's got him. a short pass or a kick on in you know, that are always a viable option. That's it. Yeah. But then the the minute teams try and compensate for that and squeeze in on them to cut off either of those attacking yep. weapons, there's the giant fucking harbour bridge out to Mansour yep. who who can run in run in and get him down. Um, the the other thing that was a, a little bit concerning for me was the the cohesion on kick chase. One of the real positive points of Penrith's season this season has been that Cleary's kicking game has been great, but it's been made amazing by the kick chase. And what I mean by that is he was doing his job in getting people either contestable kicks yep. or getting kicks in positions where there was one opposition player and we could have three minimum yep. Yep. to either contest and clean up scraps. Or just lock them down. Or just, yeah, ab- absolutely. And that seems to have dropped off a little bit. And again, it's late in the season and there's, there's uh, you know, it's been, been a long one. But... The big difference in these teams, I feel, was was in the halves. Mitch Moses looks to be, you know, it, he's trying his fucking guts out. Yeah. Absolutely trying his fucking guts out. But he doesn't have the team going with him. He seems to be on a solo mission. Yeah. And they're just sort of sitting back and waiting to be reactive to what he's doing. Whereas on the other end, it seems like Cleary has, for the most part, the, the team on the same page as him most times. Yeah. You know, Moses is putting kicks through and there was one he put through late in the second half and the entire right side just did not react. Yeah. Absolutely did not react. Had no idea it was on. Nothing going through. Whereas every time Cleary's putting something up, even though it's not as great as it was earlier in the season, there's at least players milling around. Um, my favorite part of this whole game, my favorite part, was fucking King Nothing Gutho yeah. bitching at the fucking referee after Parramatta had knocked the ball down in defense 
You've got to give us something. <laughs> that is a fucking quote from your fucking <laughs> king. <sighs> Bending over and spreading his fucking cheeks apart to the referee, <laughs> presenting. You've got to give us something. And the next set fucking didn't kick out, give it to him. <laughs> Absolutely gave it to him. <laughs> then, when he thought his night couldn't get any worse, he was fucking trucked over the try line by the smallest player to ever play the game of rugby league. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. Luai ended the fucking careers of two of the biggest fucking pretenders in Brown and Gutho for the 2020 season. Fucking mic drop. Battle of the West, my balls. It's a tweet. Shanta said the year of Cleary is getting all the attention, but the Luai Luau deserves a lot of credit. He can dance, he can sing, he fucking cooked Brown and Gutho like a Kalua pig at the end of the game. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Also, prayers up for Maddo. That crusher looked nasty. He'd still be down clutching at his neck in Penrith had the ref not performed a bit of first aid with the whistle. <laughs> That's just a fucking great quality sequence of fake, comments there. Fake tough guy lay down merchants. That's coached into them. Yeah. Fucking lift it's team. Matter. It's their number one team strategy. Uh, Alexander in the Facebook group said, yeah, sure. If you're going to fill the coaching box with a bunch of hot dudes, you're going to win some games is all I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's fucking amazing. And you know, you know what? Cleary does have that. You know, someone smouldering dad, awakening curiosities within you. Does he? Well, you know that the whole Richard Gear thing. So what are you saying? You saying he's a fucking proponent for gerbils? Pierce Brosnan. You saying he's a gerbil merchant? <laughs> Uh, Jeff said, fuck Queen Gutho, just got run over by the smallest bloke on the field. Absolute useless speed bump. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Nathan said, king little bitch. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. <laughs> uh, Conan said, kick out with a disrespectful regicide to finish it off. <laughs> Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. Oh, this is the best thread of, uh, of comments we've ever had. <laughs> Matty. I swear. Said, did anyone else see Brown's soul leave his body when kick out Raddy? <laughs> John said, spent the whole game trying to hold a flood of points and possession back, out of gas, out of answers. Penrith on another level. I don't know how we can take any confidence into the finals from here. Hashtag mm. fuck the Broncos. <laughs> uh, Jeff said, Panthers dominated the first half. Eels are lucky to be down by four, but I can see some improvement on what we've been throwing up lately, so I still have some hope. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Uh, and Sharky Dave give a final word said uh, if Penrith could hold the ball like they do a camera this game would be already over <laughs> yep the Raiders 37 defeated the Dragons 8 at Wynn Stadium the uh, Raiders 37 came through tries to Hudson Young Jared Croker a double to Jack Whiten John Bateman and uh, Semi Valemi uh, Croker 5 of 6 conversions a penalty goal and George Williams with a disrespectful field goal mm. and a genuinely disrespectful field goal and the Dragons 8 had tries a double to debutante Cody Ramsey and Zach Lomax missing with all attempts of conversion that's it 
Papali is so fucking important to this team mm-hmm. that even coming into finals, he was playing under an injury cloud. If, yep. if there was a game that he could have rested, yeah, this was it. Yeah, you know, but nope, that's the sort of fucking player he is. Opening ten Canberra were that fucking dominant, but just some discipline let them down. Uh, then the Dragons were able to hit back. Like, again, that, that pass that Dufty threw. Yep. I, I don't want to turn every fucking game into a slag ponger match. But yeah, it's... But how, a... how is that any different from from about the only attacking weapon in Ponga's arsenal? Yeah. To to do it. it it's about what you expect of a modern fullback to yep. be able to throw a long cutout pass at speed mm-hmm. and hit an unmarked winger. Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, maybe if you wore headgear ooh that's true or did shit TikToks maybe as opposed to awesome ones hashtag you is clear <laughs> is he still on there he's not still on there is he I don't know he'd have to be off there surely after the fucking no, who knows? after the after the troubles <laughs> not, not that hard to get a new account well, yeah I know no <laughs> yeah. unfortunately though like after putting on the points the Dragons goal line defence was that fucking lazy? Their everything defense was extremely fucking soft yeah. in this game, and like now that you know, I, see, I just you know monitoring social media while the games on, you see that the dragon, like the dragons fan sentiment, appears to be like, oh, you know, Dean Young's not the answer, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like he, they're they're doing worse now than they were. With the coach that they wanted to get rid of, yeah, that's it. And while I'm certain that a change of scenery and everything, and 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 uh, you know, hook coming in at the end of the, yeah, you know, for the next season and a full preseason under him, I'm sure things will will tick upwards from where they are now. But yeah. and here's the thing: the that the type of personality, yeah, that's going to be fucking passive aggressive, and and really, you know. Or, not putting your best in this is probably more common than yeah than a lot of people would like to think, especially in professional sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get a situation where teams had an unsettled year. They got rid of a coach. So the new ones come in, or the assistant that, that knew the players, um, he hasn't got the long-term job. And so it's that time to, to throw in that attitude of, well, you know what? This club didn't show me any loyalty. Yep. Fuck Not them. my problem. That's it. Yep. That's it. So, um, in Canberra's defense, though, they, they seem to be going into these finals just based on some individual fucking do not lose attitudes. Yep. And it's Papali. It's guys like White. Whiten, yep. Who is just, you know, he, I, I don't think he, he's had a dip from where he was. Well, this but think about think about uh, let's say the game against Souths to make the grand final last year. Yep, it was Papali yep. and Whiten yep. individually doing things. Yeah, exactly. They got them into the grand final. So I mean, that's exactly. just the, this is how they roll in finals yep. time. Um, but then you add to that stuff like you know Kotrick, I think's taking his game up a little bit. Like he was yep. great last year. The a couple of moments like the, the play he had where he goes to tip the pass. Yeah, you'd see that a hundred times, and that goes to ground. Yep, maybe saves a try, but puts another set of pressure on you. Yep, which can be fucking deadly. Yeah, 
We call that he, the George Tafua special. Yes. He's out there knocking passes, but then fucking sprinting <laughs> to make it. sure that he catches the yep. ball. And that's an absolute fucking momentum shifter. Yep. Stuff like that. Nothing takes a wind out of the sails like an almost try turned into a fucking turnaround yeah. attacking wave. Um, Bateman, you know, try saving tackles, absolutely brilliant fucking offensive plays. Those sorts of guys will be the ones that get them through. So, yep. The uh, Gold Coast, t- oh, sorry, you got to do some tweets. Oh, we'll sorry. Do some tweets on that. Yep. Tim said Jack with two tries and cementing his spot as the premium Harbs player of the NRL. Hashtag better than Cleary. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Hmm. Um, that's cool, man. You can believe what you want to believe. Yeah. Um, one of them played halves for New South Wales. The other, the other one's fucking a centre. So, you know, you do you. Johnny said you could hear the collective sound of a thousand frozen Mars bars unwrapping as that field goal went over. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Lando said rugby league doesn't speak to me anymore. Except to tell me to get fucked, apparently. <laughs> Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Tristan said any other human but McInnes would have been a gory smear on the wind surface after that hit from Papali. The dude's face is literally an anvil. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dean Liveris on Twitter said anyone who says Corey Norman can play football must only watch Pornhub under the category fuck your own team. <laughs> Uh, and uh, at Devonhead said, I've been to funerals that weren't as depressing as this second half. <laughs> Ouch. So I, uh, sorry. I, yeah. I will note as well that there were about a thousand people that just tweeted at us, disrespectful field goal <laughs> with exclamation points <laughs> after it. <laughs> the Gold Coast Titans 18 defeat the Broncos 6 at Seabus, or sorry, I say Hope Solo Coliseum. And uh, the Titans 18 tries to Mitch Rain, Sam Stone, and uh, young Tonema Power. Ash Taylor, three of three conversions, defeating the Broncos with a try to Darius Boyd and a conversion to Katoni Staggs. Hmm. This is a punishes game, to be honest. It fucking was. Fucking hell. I mean, like, it had the interest of, you know, like, will the Broncos lose and keep hope alive? Hmm. Outside of that, yep. very little for the rugby league aficionado. What I found really interesting in this one was that when Darius scored his try, it was obvious how popular he is within that playing group. Yeah. You know, when, when he went over and it was everyone, it was, it was the Corey Oates that have known him so since long, forever, yeah, yep. you know, and came up under him and yep. might've, you know, owe him for some fuck, I don't know, wisdom, or whatever his version of that is. <laughs> um, as well as the, the, the guys answers, that are yeah. new to the team or, or the ones that are, that are yeah. leaving. But how the fuck Seabold thought with with all of his fucking Harvard education yep. and all of his sports psychology analysis and all of this shit, yep. that sort of dynamic, it's it's easy to see because people don't try to hide it. Yeah. No, no one's out there with fucking grand Machiavellian schemes to fucking pretend they're not as popular within the playing group as yeah, they really yeah. are <laughs> just to usurp your position as the fucking coach. Yep. How the fuck did he not think that would put people offside 
and alter how we handle the Darius situation. Like, yeah, and, and, and for things to get to the point where Darius is like, fuck this, I'm removing myself from the leadership group. Yeah. Knowing that he actually, you know, despite, I mean, despite the fact that, I mean, he's not, he's not a great talker behind the post when they're conceding, like, you know, the next, the sixth try on the way to yeah. a fucking 60 nil flogging. Yeah. But obviously there's something somewhere where off the field or training or whatever. Just tenure, if it's mm-hmm. just tenure that's got him there, whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, fucking bad miss, Seebs. Yep. Bad miss. Um, Bron- Broncos just have enough of those eh moments. Like Corey Oates. If I said, name five NRL players that you would consider almost flawless in the air, Mm-hmm. On the on the wing, yep. You throw Corey Oates, you throw Tupu, you probably throw Don. Yep. Funnily enough. Yep. Who else is in that club? Fuck. Like Liam Martin, obviously. <laughs> Great greatest jumping forward in the game. <laughs> um, but just yeah, yeah, to 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 get that kick that far wrong. Yep. That would that was very out of character for him, but um, it it really was, I think, a case of the the opposition being that shit and disinterested because the Titans put on their usual sort of Titans game, put on this yeah. burst of fucking brilliant football, and then just throw error after error after error, relieve all pressure and let them back into the game. It's just the fact that they could do nothing. And the Broncos were not, you know, just not good enough to capitalise on yeah, any of it. That's it. The uh, Roosters. Oh, sorry, you got tweets again. Sorry, I keep fucking... I see the next game and I'm just like... No, I've given this one to Kane because, again, a thousand people just tweeted us, hashtag, fuck the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's become a very popular hashtag over the last, like, three weeks. Um, really wasn't a thing beforehand, but, fuck, it's captured the imagination. So, which means all you fucking Broncos fans better be voting for Yuri of Cleary as your hashtag. Otherwise, you know what it might end up being. It's like that meme with the guy in front of the control the control panel sweating and like on one button, <laughs> and one button's like yeah, hashtag you clearly one button's fuck the Broncos is like well I can't smite my own team but at the same time I don't want to endorse this either. <laughs> uh, Zach said, "Damn, it's a hard time for Broncos supporters. We hear that and we don't care." Uh, is Toto. it? Is it? Is it? Poor fella. Is it? Is it a hard time? Is it? You having some trouble there, fella? Toto said that this game or that game is proof that a good coach slash culture can make or break a side. I, I don't think that anyone was looking for this, proof. I of that, mate. And I don't think this game proved anything to anybody except that the Broncos are are, are very shit. Uh, I think I think he was trying to say that. I know he's saying that like the Holbrook culture defeats yeah. the, the the broken Seabold culture yeah. of the Broncos, but and it, and it does. But if you think that's the only deciding factor of no, the, it's, yeah, the it's not, yeah, it's actual fucking ticker and and some luck, talent. But th- there was never a question of that. No, no one's yeah. looking for proof. You know, you haven't discovered the fucking Dead Sea Scrolls of sports science here. Uh, and uh, we'll give the last word to Hammers. Said if any game deserved a voice message, this would be it. Dead set. But in the end, it's a nothing win against a nothing Broncos side. It means fuck all in the scheme of things but signifies a changing of the guard. For now, we may not be the best team north of the Tweed for many uh, for many years, but right now we are certain that Brisbane are far from it. Fuck this, it's hard to read. And that is cause for celebration. Are you going to read out any of your Hammers tweets? 
Sorry. <laughs> Are you gonna read out any of your hammers? This is oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. You got. Um, you, you know, I, I feel like you need to enunciate the the all caps nature. No. <laughs> Uh, actually, I mean, what? No how how many was there? Was it like? Oh no! This, yeah. was in, this was in Facebook. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, and he didn't tweet those other ones at the show. Oh, okay. So they don't. Oh. They, like, I was. I was. Yeah. Okay. I should have wrote those ones. Everyone down. go look at his Twitter profile. It's H four M M E R Z. About the time the Broncos versus the Titans game finished. Yes. You'll know. You'll know which tweets they are because they're in all caps. Yes. They were the ones I thought. I thought, yeah, we'd be getting. A, they'd be getting a run. But you're Ash right. You didn't tweet them to us. Ash Taylor played his best game since the Henry era, running the ball like a man possessed, reminiscent of why he was rookie. Who you spelled rookie R O O K Y? It's like he's a chess piece. Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, over that shit, cunt Cleary, perfect off the boot as well. All of the ex Broncos played with an extra sense of passion to really bury the old firm. Fucking love it. Gonna finger my bum all night. That was Ash Taylor's best game. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. Roosters 42 defeated the Knights 12 at the SCG. The Roosters 42 came through. Uh, double to Daniel Tupo. Double to Luke Keery. Josh Morris. Joseph Manu and James Tedesco also with tries. Flano Jr. 7 of 7 conversions. The Knights had tries to Tuala and Shibasaki. Lenor 2 of 2 conversions. Yeah, just from the get-go. We talked about this game last week in the previews, and I feel like everything I want to say about this game was exactly what I said last week. Yeah. You're going into a game against a team that you're going to play in the finals at some point if you if you have any desire to advance. Uh, you're probably going to have to go through them. Well, there's a good chance you're going to have to go through them. Yeah. So you rest your, in quotes, best player because he's, um, in quotes, a pussy. Um, or just saw face, or you know, whatever it was, knowing that in weeks nineteen and twenty you're playing like the thirteenth and eleventh teams on the ladder. Mm. But no, you're going to go in against like the third, third best team on the ladder, or the second best team, wherever they fucking sat at the minute. A game that you can prove to yourself that you can match it with the big boys, and you're worthy of your finals position, and you're a chance of winning the fucking comp. And so, what do you do? You rest your, in quotes again, best player and get absolutely fucking sodomized in front of a national audience. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly exactly how it happened. Some of the fucking tries that the Roosters scored in this game were so fucking sexy. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. The fucking, the, the, the fucking crisp passing and, and just the, the fucking handling at pace it was just it, it was great to see and they're, they're not even and they're not even fucking tapered anywhere near their best I mean they're resting players too through you know through no fault of their own in some yeah, cases that's it. they're carrying fucking old man SBW on the bench mm-hmm. who's offering nothing so they're yeah. going into these games they've they've fucking got the governor on the engine at this point yeah and still producing score lines and tries like that the thing with the Roosters and, and this is why I was dubious of of them resting players the roosters don't need to to get into a game you hear that so often oh you know i took them a while to really get into the game or really find their rhythm in the game from the kickoff they've got a good idea of exactly what they're going to do of exactly how they're going to do it and they've got faith that all the other players next to them are going to do their part to get it done yep why you would want to go into a game like that knowingly putting somebody 
who is going to have a heightened level of nerves mm-hmm. in there. Like Tex Hoy yep. is a fucking rookie, and I'm sure yep. the kid's got all the self-belief in the world, and he's a confident young man and deserves to be amazing amount of natural talent. In the yep. Kid. But he's up against the best in the world. Mm-hmm. He's up against the defending premiers, you know. And there's been such the fucking spotlight on Ponga being rested, yep. that it's impossible. Like the kid's a psychopath. Yeah. If he didn't go into that game Think, with yeah, some we, fucking we, butterflies, yeah. You know? Why? Why you would put someone in that position for the Knights? Cheap turnovers again against a team like that. Just let Kiri absolutely fucking rape them mm-hmm. absolutely and if you look at the tries it's the fucking who's who are familiar roosters faces yeah it's kiri it's tedesco they're always around they're always backing up and when you know each other that well the passes stick yep fucking poor boyd cordner yeah he... i think boyd cordner is not long for the game no I think if the Roosters can win this year and then he can play his origin and then and we do three in a row on Queensland. Yep. I think that three premierships in a row, a ton of games, a ton of money, yep. turn the origin dynasty around the other way. Yep. I think he's the, I think that's a plenty legacy. And he plays for the Roosters, he's a captain of the side, Uncle Nick yeah. will provide yes. something going forward. That's it. But He's he's got he's got a touch of the Brad Parkers, yeah. the fucking skull like an eggshell, yeah. And he doesn't take. I mean, like it doesn't take much to scramble. I mean, like. And the sad thing is, they they're all fucking you know putting his heart and soul into a play that he yeah that you know it's not to come back from a fucking deficit and go up by four. No, no. It's just, it's just desperate to compete on whatever play yeah, is going on at the moment. It. Like, I mean, this one is like he banged his head off the ground when he was trying to ground yeah. the ball to score a try, yeah. Yeah. And but and, and again, at, at that stage of the game, it wasn't like anything was in the balance. It wasn't like that was going to be, oh, look, he did that and ruled himself out, but... Yeah, it's just another bowler to the avalanche, I mean... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, which is which is why, I mean, he's obviously such a beloved player in the mm. club and probably um, in, in and around the, the New South Wales origin yeah, playing it. group. But it's also the same that that same trait's gonna fucking kill him because he's not going to pull back. And you would think you would think that the Roosters as an organization mm-hmm. would, would would have a chat. Well, I mean, obviously it's top of mind with them because the last time that he had a break after a concussion, he was cleared to come back weeks before he came back. Yeah. And they intentionally gave him additional yeah. like a fortnight, I think. Yeah before they brought him back in. Exactly so they obviously no, and they're trying to yeah, and, and they're trying to do the right thing while the guy yeah. and you know make sure they're like hundred percent right even after they've passed all of the, the metrics they need to get back on the field. And and I'm sh- I'm sure there is there's some, you know, we have a duty of care here and we don't want anyone coming back to sue us in ten years. Mm. You know, that but again, that's no less good business than what Storm and Manly yeah. are doing with contracts. But yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be with everybody, and and no no one's a saint all the time. But I'll tell you what, Uncle Nick does seem like the sort of guy. Like Sonny Bill's come from halfway around the world mm-hmm. at thirty five with yep. no match fitness and walked yep. straight into a first grade team. Yep, based off nothing more than a relationship. Yeah, pre existing relationship that's and it. past deeds. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So, yeah, shame. The Ben. 
No, here we are. Ben said, serious note, Boyd Cordner needs or will retire effective immediately. After seeing what happened to his cousin and that head knock he had, surely he makes the call to hang up the boots. Yep. Uh, now, I'm going to pronounce this Juno, just because that's why it's phonetically spelled. Mm-hmm. But hit me up if it's Juno or Huno or... I always think it was Juno, but... You yeah. know, anyway. I uh, said, man, this happened last time too, where every crazy pasture seemed to land and stick more often than not. It's okay because we're still looking to build. Right now, I would be happy with winning a finals match. It's just frustrating to see some of our old DNA keep cropping up. Got to keep working on purging that. Man, you can fucking try. <laughs> but the DNA needs to be out of your club for, I reckon, at least two or three years before you stop fearing that shit. Yep. Like, I, I still have PTSD from Panther seasons past. <laughs> where when we don't put on 20 points in the first 15 minutes, that we're going to fuck ourselves in the head. So yeah, I feel your pain, brother. Uh, Nigel said, can we talk about the real trade of the last three years? Knights get Pierce, Roosters get two premierships. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag the people's team, hashtag battlers of the comp. They will uh, never happen, neither of those hashtags. No. I mean, like, I, look... I mean, I give you all the credit in the world for fucking trying to push them. I mean, you're a one-man army, but it's not going to happen. Said, Knights up shit creek without a jousting stick. There you go. Yep. Okay, uh, Storm 36 to feed the Cowboys 20 at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Uh, 36 Storm came from tries to Nelson Asafa-Solomona, uh, Tino Fasamalui. The Fox, a double to Cam Munster and J. Rome Hughes with a try. Smith, six of six conversions. And the Cowboys, 20 tries to uh, the Hammer. Valentine Holmes, uh, SR Masters, Kyle Felt, Holmes, two of four conversions. This is earlier when I was talking about, um, you know, potentially teams starting to ease themselves into the finals a little bit. Mm. It seemed like, it, it seemed to be fairly obvious it was what was happening in this game. I mean, the Cowboys, I thought, competed pretty well, like, in attack early on. Yes. They looked like they were kind of making some ground and giving Melbourne a little bit of trouble. But holy fuck, Melbourne, for their part, every single time they had the ball, it, you know, it was almost, every set, it was almost a breakdown in their left and, you know, putting you know, in a position to put on a try and just the fucking relentless, you know, play the ball speed and just stretch and stretch and stretch and then just busting them up the middle with Nelson yeah. and Tino to score those easy fucking tries. Just, just, by having them just through backpedaling yep. and you know and, and pressure, it was just so it was so easy for the storm mm. to convert their chances. Yeah. And I mean the Cowboys did, you know, they they did sort of mount like a mini, you know, sort of comeback at a point. Yep. But it just felt like the storm were like, okay, they had like, you know, I can't remember what the score was at the time, but they had like, you know, certainly uh, you know, enough to win a couple of matches in the lead. Yeah. And they sort of, and when they had to like when when the Cowboys started getting feisty, like, oh fuck, here we go, it's, we're gonna come back. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. And they sort of just clamped it back down again. That that is that that's a pretty accurate way to describe it. Um it's an interesting thought. How off the mark am I in saying I don't remember the last time I saw Melbourne play in the day? Okay. Is, is that just recency bias? Like have they played a bunch of like afternoon games <sighs> yeah. up at Sunny Coast? I, yeah, I think I think most of them are to be honest. Oh really? I there mean I think like the Manly game was in the afternoon. And um and that game where people were bitching, you know, people in Victoria or whatever were bitching yeah. about the social distancing, that was in the day because I remember the photos. Oh, there you, the, go. you know, the, yeah, I just remember having this thought. I reckon most the, of those sunny coast ones are daytime ones, yeah. to be honest. There you go. I don't know if I got an idea. Um, 
another way to look at it though, and if I was a Cowboys sympathizer, this is what I would be doing. It is that that if you take out, you know, basically they lost to Melbourne by sixteen points, mm-hmm. and if you take out the fact that twelve of those points were scored when you had a player in the sin bin, that's not the worst outcome against the defending premier. That's oh, not not against you know one of the one of the heavyweights. Look, I think that that's a great way to think about it. If you're in the eight and you may have to come up against them in the finals and then you go, you know what? That Take that 12 points off that we kind of gave them. Yep. And we'll fucking get them next time. That's it. But, but I'm not a Cowboys sympathizer. But you're not a Cowboys sympathizer. The Cowboys aren't in the finals. So fuck and, and they're on their way down the bottom. Yes. Because they're fucking shit. Yes. And that's the reason why. Not because of yes. <laughs> but But, I mean, but speaking of shit, I mean... <laughs> When I talk, when I talk about fucking Vanilla Blake being a dickhead, he is like a tenth of the level of dickhead of Josh fucking Maguire, isn't he? I mean, he might not be calling people retards and have the fucking and and you know the anti vaxxers yeah. and all that sort of shit, but I mean, what he lacks in that, he makes up for in taunting PNG kids with fucking merchandise. That and, still fucking and, triggers me. Yeah, eh? eye gouging cunts on multiple occasions, yeah. and then this one. Your team has just scored a great fucking try after back and forth on both ends and taking the initiative against the Melbourne Storm and the, at their adopted home game. And on the very next fucking set, rucking it out from the ensuing kickoff in possession. Yeah. You abuse the ref and get your dumbass fucking bin for 10 minutes. And all it was is you, what, what you were expecting a six again or something. Yeah, obviously he was like you know, he felt like he was yeah he was he was being held down or something needed to get a, a set restart didn't get it so he turns to the ref and what do you say like you know, you're fucking kidding cunt or something like that yeah yeah no he said fuck yeah fuck me oh, fuck, fuck me, me cunt, cunt. That's, yeah I mean and that's that's you know maybe that's not the scent maybe maybe that was a proposition or an invitation but <laughs> <laughs> in any case it's not acceptable in a professional sporting environment yeah. and uh, yeah and just like. In a career, you know, marked by bouts of ill discipline, that's got to fucking take the cake. I mean, it wasn't foul play or anything this time for once, but uh, I mean, getting yourself binned in the lead against the fucking team that's tapering for the finals, costing your team a couple of tries, and oh, it's just it's got to be like yeah. the absolute on the on the absolute Mount Rushmore of poor discipline plays. Exactly, and you know, in fucking character. Yeah, in total character. Fuck him. I saw. I saw that he um he could potentially wind up down at the uh, the hook dragons. The dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Good fucking luck. You can't get Hess. <laughs> get one of his mates. Yeah. Um. Now, can somebody come back to me and explain if there's any cultural significance of Josh Adokar's hair? I don't know. I, I'm just I, curious. I, I've, I've no idea. I'm just curious. So, yeah. anyone in the know? Because you want to launch, but you don't want to. You don't want to offend anybody. Well, is that what you're saying? I, I don't want to be ignorant. I don't want to be yeah. uneducated. Yeah. You know, the the way I see the world may not be the prism that other people with with different history and culture do. Yeah. And so that's why I am asking the question, uh, but I am also aware that he has fallen down a bit of a fucking conspiracy rabbit hole recently, talking about things like coronavirus hoaxes and all that other shit. So, um, yeah. I just hope that's not influencing him. So I'm, I'm hoping it is culturally significant rather than fuckhead significant. And while we're talking about cultural significance, I mean, it's not related to this game, but if uh, that, that, that young man who recently debuted for the Canberra Raiders 
as well. I mean, if if there's a cultural reason why he has a haircut like Lloyd Christmas, (laughs) 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 it's like a Polynesian sort of Lloyd Christmas hairstyle. I mean, I'm I'm all ears. Educate me. Um. So basically, all Storm fans and all Cowboys fans are shit cunts. Yeah, let's fucking the breaking the, news yeah, scoop. <laughs> like, the quality of fucking comments on this game was so bad. I could only use two, and and, and not and not because of any any you know, offensiveness or anything like that. Just just like just total just terrible objective quality. That's it. Yeah. Um. So Rusty Hardup said Noffel would defend the middle better than those Cowboy softcocks. Disgusting, almost Broncos esque. I just, I feel like I don't really want to like smash the Cowboys too hard for that for that defense. I, I, they, I think they was it was just like Cameron Smith just working them over so fucking badly, hmm. and just that, Nelson being fucking Nelson, <laughs> being yeah. I mean, <laughs> can't can't help that he's giant. <laughs> uh, and uh, Super Grover. Said Olam is in fine form. O'Neill will have nightmares and wake up shaking in a cold sweat. When Munster hurdled to score, Darius was even laughing at that grassed attempt. The Cowboys looked like they needed a meet and greet because they don't know the guy next to him in defence. The brothers blue under fourteens would be more staunch. He started off fairly well then. Yeah, maybe ended up a bit far. He finished off like the Storm did. Yeah, and uh, the Sharks twenty-two defeated the Warriors fourteen at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Uh, evening, the Sharks twenty-two came through tries to uh, Sione Katoa, uh, Toby Rudolph, and a double to the Moot for two or four conversions. <laughs> Ronaldo the Moot, um, Ronaldo the Moot, as they would say in Ibiza. Uh, Sean Johnson two or four conversions and a penalty goal. Uh, the Warriors fourteen tries to Murchie and Pompey. And uh, a couple of conversions to Harris Tavidery and a penalty goal to Harris Tavidery as well. So yeah. I'm enjoying the RTS resurgence. I tell you, I'm just enjoying the general Warriors. They played like that. They thought that they could, you know, get into the finals. Yeah. You know, if if things fell their way. Mm. Um, for the for the, I mean, they they took it to the Sharks. I mean, mm. and it felt like the Warriors were like pretty good. In this game, yep, and it felt like the sharks were very bad, but they somehow, you know, they found they found a way That's to. Uh, if you contrast this Warriors side, yeah, with all of those other sides that are pretty much out of the finals, yeah, you know, I think like the Tigers were still out there gutting yep. it out, yep. I'll be it in a fucked up way with Luke Brooks pretending to be fucking the world's smallest Rocky, mm-hmm. um, but I'm talking the Broncos. The dragons, mm-hmm. the difference in fucking effort and commitment from the team, and I know I sound like a broken record, I've said it that many times, had every excuse to fucking pack up and fold yep. in a game that is 80 minutes of fucking mental torture and getting your body to do things beyond its fucking breaking point every week. Well, and then you talk you talk about that last game, that the, the tweet from Grover where he's talking about the Cowboys players look like they didn't know who the guy next to them was. Yeah. I mean, these guys didn't fucking... Literally. Like, you know, in, in many positions on the field, yeah. at the many times of the season, yeah. they didn't know who the fucking guy was exactly. next to them. So, yeah. um, for, for them to get up and put that sort of effort in, was absolutely yep. fantastic. The thing that really struck me about this game is, especially the part when the Sharks were, were uh, looking at not winning the game, mm. how many... The, the the reason why they they can't beat teams in the eight 
they have per capita the largest number of fat useless cunts yes in any team in the competition at the moment yes and i don't even remember all their fucking names off the top of my head but I just, I'm just watching them trying to fuck a doorknob in this game, and then <laughs> and then you've got the obvious, you know, obvious Aaron Woods, you know, useless cunt. Then you got Fafita, who's like, looks like Fafita who ate the fucking good Fafita. Yeah, I mean, and then you've got like, you know, guys like you know Rudolph. I mean, he's bordering. And there's that other fucking guy whose name escapes me. Let me find a look at their team list. But they got another fat useless cunt, and and they've got a bunch of guys that I just don't think are suited to. 2020 asterisk single referee game. Cronulla was interested. Sorry, interesting. They tried to spread very, very early and I don't think that that earned the right to. Their success, and they were almost doing this before others, but their success comes with that repeated punch up the middle. Bang, Mm -hmm. bang, bang. Then they've got strike power out wide. And when they did that, fucking lo and behold... One of the fucking runs even involved Aaron Woods in it. Yeah. And it led to points. Yeah. You know, when when they just get that roll, that like triple forward punch up straight up, then spread when you got them compressed, they've got enough fucking strike power out there. Like Katara on the wing is fucking scintillating. Unfortunately, what the Sharks have done is turn themselves into old Warriors 2.0. Mm-hmm. Where Sean Johnson is the focus of Every single positive attacking rate, he'll float around both sides of the field. And so teams realistically just need to control him. You don't even need to shut him down. He's not even one of those halves that you, that you need to try and shut down. You just need to limit his involvement, yep. you know, and, and just pressure him. Yep. So the, the Sean Johnson experiment just proves once and for all that he needs a foil. Yeah, absolutely fucking needs because the Warriors tried it for years with him doing it solo and it didn't work and it's given exactly the same outcome on Cronulla yep yep and I mean it's in, you know, through no fault of their own I mean all you know it is like you know I guess suspension and injury that he doesn't have his foil I mean they do have you know they kind of they're trying to have the, have the guy but you know it's in, in games like this when they're both unavailable through injury and or suspension yeah well you know maybe, maybe don't sign people with busted hamstrings yeah, maybe. No matter how young and fucking full of energy they are. Yeah. Well, maybe that's how maybe they've just come from the races where they've been on the bags all day because they had you know, allegedly the shits with the coach. Yeah, mm. potentially. Potentially. Uh, Ramez said, about to win the comp from eighth, only beating teams above them in the finals. Hashtag team of destiny. Hashtag horny for Shawnee. So I think I replied to him on that one and said, you fuck, someone put mushrooms in your, in your brisket or something. <laughs> um, Matt then said, Sharks are certainly pretty pumped up for a team who hasn't beaten a top eight side all year. It would probably be a better decision for them to avoid the finals. Mm. They had their chance. This was the game. And Dean said, there we are, like watching a bunch of retards trying to fuck a doorknob. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and yeah, then the big the big call. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll leave it to the, I'll leave it to the previews. But I, yeah, I think I've seen into the future for the Sharks this season. Well, 
Righto, previews. First up, the Rabbitohs take on the Doggies on Thursday night at ANZ Stadium. Gay guy suspended for being punched by Luke Brooks. Uh, Jackson Paulo replaces him. Uh, Harmaselli returns from injury to replace Margot on the bench. The Doggies, okay, big changes here is George Arliss, who clearly just doesn't give a fuck. Uh, what do we got here? Nick Meany drops to the reserves along with Dean Britt. Dory was injured. Tim Laffey comes in at centre. Uh, DWZ shifting to the wing. Luke Thompson switches to prop. Chris Smith to play lock. Renoff Tomanga is benched. And Sione Katoa, the shit one, fills the last spot on the bench. <laughs> um, look, though, then this one is not going to be one of those ones where we even have any hope. No. Only the Rabbitohs destroy them. Yep. Uh, the dogs. Look, I, I, honestly, I don't know why. You know, Georgialis doesn't give a fuck about the future, obviously. No, he he's he's not trying to do anything, any favors for the incoming coach by, you know, I don't know, maybe trying to settle lineups down and see if players can prove themselves and give themselves the opportunity to earn positions for 2021. If my girlfriend dumps me for a sexy good bloke. Yep. I'm I'm not worried about giving her chlamydia on the goodbye fuck. <laughs> well, it's more like you're you know you're not you're not interested in in teaching her you know some new tricks to impress the new to impress to impress the next guy. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Rather than like you know giving her AIDS or anything like that. Um, yeah, look, the, I think the rabbitos will absolutely destroy them, and I hope by putting that out into the universe. It's all the impetus the dogs need to get an unlikely win and uh, give the Broncos a spoon, nah. which they so richly deserve. The Cowboys take on the Panthers up at the abattoir in North Queensland. Uh, Murray Tolangi comes in for Justin O'Neill in the back line. Corey Jensen will start in the front row. Murderous Frank Molo goes to lock and Josh Maguire, of course, suspended. Um, Perry replaces John Asiata on the bench also suspended and Ben Condon fills the remaining spot the Panthers Mitch Kenny replaces Appy who's out with concussion Moses Leota starts up front for Tamau who's out this week and uh, Kurt Capewell and Jack Hetherington join the bench okay and Zane Tedovano is uh, Tedovano gets rest yep. Tamau gets rest Appy gets rest um, these are all players that have earned a rest yeah. By actual playing sensational football. I think Appy's Appy's is is a is a proper rest though, isn't it? Because I mean, you know, for the concussion thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is a you know, solidarity move. Yep. But look, Hetherington's back, so Cowboys are going to get about forty-seven penalties. Fuck um, <laughs> oh, hell! Look, the Panthers need to stay strong in this game. This is not the one to drop. It's not. So they're going to drop one. Do it next week. Yeah, that's it. But uh, I don't think they will. It's, I mean, it's not the it's not the easiest road trip in the Corona era. I mean, it's a quick turnaround up there, but oh, I don't think the Cowboys give a fuck at this point. No. Nope. The Eels take on the Broncos at Bankwest Stadium on Friday at late game. The Eels have uh, Reed Marnie returning at hooker. Ray Stone makes way for him. Will Smith is uh, retaining his bench spot. The Broncos. Payne Haas is out of the bubble for personal reasons. So that's the, if he's out of the bubble, that's the season for him, yeah. Uh, I th- oh. you can't bubble like week on week off, can you? <clears throat> no, you, you need can. to. Oh, can you? Who was it? It was BJ. Oh yes, BJ yes. did it. Yep. As long as you come back and I think take a test and oh, okay. show you negative. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, Reese Kennedy suspended. So offhand Galway and Tate, Ben Teo named as props. Okay. Mm. Tyson Gamble replaces Sean O'Sullivan in the halves and uh, Hopwide and uh, Bullmore back on the bench. Mm-hmm. Look, the, the Eels are not traveling well at the moment, but they're also not traveling shit. They're just, you know, I think they, they definitely can do enough against the, the lesser lights of the competition. But the fact that the Broncos are trotting out a forward pack where Ben Teo and Joe Offerhand Goway are starting props, mm. and they, you know, and the only good forward they have left in the side is David Fafita. Yeah, they're, they're 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 fucked. Who is not giving his all, but giving more than I thought he would. And like the the part of the Eels that's not working is you know it's their attack. And it's their guys like Blake Ferguson and things like that who are normally yeah. extremely reliable yeah, who yeah. just aren't producing for them at the moment. Yep. I mean, this is the sort of game that's going to make, you know, Gutherson look like a king to the, you know, yellow and blue peasants. Mm, yes. Oh, fuck. Who knows? Some teams, like Pen- Penrith, I think, suffered yep. from playing a bunch of tough games and then going into some easier ones. Some teams need games like this. Just to, to blow the cobwebs out or something. Exactly. So yep. I, I think that's a good opportunity for the Eels to really get get the feel of a team. Yep. Um, but they've still got all the parts. You know? yep. Their forwards, they've got some questions about. And they're still missing their nine and their six. Yeah. yeah so um, they, they really have an opportunity here to put some points on and get themselves back on track. The Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Gold Coast Titans at Brookie. Um, Kay Cuss was our, our season-ending injury of the week. Um, so I have absolutely no idea what the side's going to look like this week because, as we can see in the um, the later positions on the uh, 21, mm. we've got 19, Ruben Garrick, 20, Ben Travojevic, 21, Tom Travojevic. So is there a possibility for a fucking uh, trio of Travojeviches in the side? You know, possibly on paper, but I mean, I think we're going to see Tom back at one. What does that mean for Funa? Does Funa then come in and replace uh, Miski on a wing? Or is, you know, I mean, you got Albert Hopawade on the other wing. That's where Garrick would go if he was to come back into the side. So then what has happened to Hopawade? Does he drop out entirely? I've no fucking idea what's going to happen. I, sh- I would assume that probably Miski and Hopawade would drop out and Garrick and Funa would become the, the you know, the wingers. Yep. But I honestly don't know. Then you've got this situation with Lachlan Croker at six, which is just absolute fucking diabolical. Mm. Um, and, and you know, and not only does it bring a shit player into the starting lineup, it also brings Morgan Boyle onto the bench. Corey Waddell, he's fucking off to the dogs now for three years. Why fucking play him? Just bring guacamole in there, tamale, olacatu. Because is cooked. That's the answer to your questions. Des is cooked. Manly, you're going to lose. I think you know, Desi, Desi has proved that he's uh, he's obviously building towards the future. So I'm interested in seeing what the side is, like, looks like that they bring out. But I saw some... You some can't tw- take a player's wife being better at fucking team management than Desi's as building for the future. Oh, if she doesn't get the shits with him hanging around certain people, yep. no one's building for anything. Desi's not building for shit except turning you into Canterbury Banks I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't talking about the Fanua Blake situation <laughs> <Okay>. at all. <laughs> I was talking more about more about the Fainu situation and the uh, and and the advent of Harper and Funa and so forth, but um, it's unfortunate that there's no that there's no one that's really like a natural five eighth in there that is an obvious 
solution to get you know to get Croker out of the six when they culled the, the lineup down to nineteen and seventeen. Yeah. So curious to see what's happening. What's happening with the Titans side of things? Proctor returns from biting. I saw an article today where it was like he said something like, "Oh, he's not going to change anything that he does," or something like that. So some cunts getting bit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Line up who's getting bit? Um, I don't know. Uh, what else have we got here? Both firmer. Uh, okay, so Bo Firm is injured, so Proctor just comes in and takes his uh, thing. And uh, Aaron Clark is out, so Tanner Boyd joins the bench to, I guess, deputise for Mitch Rain. Um, <laughs> look, I think the Titans are obviously extremely beatable side. Uh, so is Manly. Um, I feel a lot better the fact that Brian Kelly's not in the side. A, because it's a revenge game, and B... He's good. Because he's like their fucking best, <laughs> their yeah. best back. Yeah. I would say, uh, you know, for uh, over the fullness of the entire twenty twenty season. Yes. Um, I guess we'll fucking see. I mean, because we don't know what the lineup's going to be. I mean, I can say that you know, I hope for a fucking great return for Tommy. But you know, is he playing? Who fucking who fucking even knows? We'll know more on what is it? When's this game? Saturday, Arvo. So we'll know more on Friday afternoon when they. Chop it down to, and presumably, you know, Ben Travojevic and someone else will drop out. But, um, yeah, it'd be good to see fucking Ben Turbo just get a run for, for shits and giggles. But I don't think we'll see him in the side uh, running on the field this year. Mm. Um, mainly by 13 plus, of course. Uh, the Melbourne Storm versus the West Tigers at Sunshine Coast Stadium again. <sighs> Welch returns from suspension. That pushes uh, Nelson to lock. Biggest fucking lock of all time. Uh, Tino to the bench and Shonig out of the squad. Brandon Smith has been named as a reserve. That feels kind of quick. Mm. But, um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not in the 17, though. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that feels quick, though. Uh, Tigers. Okay, Talao drops to reserves. Leilua comes back in the side. Luke Brooks is suspended for the punch. He makes way for Josh Reynolds. Garner's benched. McIntyre named in the back row. Packer and Musgrove join the bench in place of Jacob Little and Elijah Taylor. I don't shuffle the deck chairs anyway, you fucking want, Madge. Yeah. Uh, the only two certainties that happen in this game is that whoever, whoever whether it's uh, whether it's Vooney or, or Addo Carr that are marked up on David Nuffaluma, Yep. they're going to be, what's well, going to be, it's going to be Addo Carr, is it? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so there, there's your anytime try scorer. Yep. Fuck, more you put on him, more you get back. Yes. Maybe even throw him on for multiples. Yeah, pay for, pay for your Christmas presents. Multi up Olam and Fox. Yeah, is there like a is there a is there a, a prop market for um for a player actually being raped? I'm sure if you uh, there's one, that's one of those ones you can SM you can tweet or whatever. Yeah, okay. And ask for it <laughs> because yeah, do that as well. So, <laughs> David Nofaluma to be actually anal <laughs> to be penetrated actually penetrated against his will. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, the Melbourne Storm are just they're you know they're they're rolling nicely through to the finals campaign, wow. and um, Look, a, a bit of a even scare. resting players in this game as they are yeah. is still not not a problem. A, a bit of a scare with the Cowboys comeback last week, and the Tigers, as we've said, are not a team lacking self belief, deserve it or not. Um, so so the Storm need to be on their guard. But uh, yeah, no, no real danger. What do you reckon? What do you think is going to happen with um if if Cameron Smith 
you know, manages to dominate the ruck and dictate the ruck speed as he did last week. What do you think? What do you think guys like uh, Nelson and um, and Tino are going to do to the likes of like a Benji Marshall? Yeah. Yeah. So there's another prop market exactly. for a player to get penetrated exactly. and come inside of <laughs> against his will. <laughs> like what, one of those weird Japanese ones where like Nelson just goes like, jeez, like squirts out of Benji's tear ducts. <laughs> uh, Speaking of that. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, yes. You know what I heard? What? Or read during the week. What? There have been actual science experiments, okay, where octopus have been turned on by being shown tentacle porn, <laughs> and afterwards, yeah, would no longer try and mate with other octopi because they're after the vag. But, well, but would try and fuck people on a beach. <laughs> They wrap themselves around their legs in the shallows. Well, who said that so, science was boring? Fucking octa sluts. <laughs> oh, where are we up to? The uh, If it wasn't blatantly apparent, we were saying that Storm would absolutely fucking destroy the Tigers. Mm. The Roosters take on the Sharks at the SCG Saturday evening. The Roosters are resting Teddy. They move uh, Manu to fullback. Orbison comes into the centres. Uh, Letters returns at prop. Uh, Crichton drops to the bench. SST is out of the side, also getting a rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, Freddie Lussick returns to the bench. So, uh, once again, the management comes in from the, from Trent. Uh, taking on the Sharks, who have uh, no changes. Yeah, the I, I don't see the Roosters dropping this one, even with the positional changes. Sharks are not going to win another game this fucking season. Mm. So I hope you enjoyed a, a scrappy win over the Warriors. Yep. Because that's the last win you're going to see until, you know, some indeterminate period after March 2021. Correct. And not only will the Sharks not win another game this season, they won't even get fucking close. Yes. They're going to be destroyed back-to-back to end Correct. the season. Um... The Raiders take on the Warriors and uh, GIO Stadium in Canberra. Harvilli is named in the nine jersey. Starling is benched for the Warriors. Alvaro and George Jennings are headed back to Parramatta. After, particularly in the case of George Jennings, some fucking, some fairly decent yeah. service to the cause, really. That's it. Um, Jermaine Tanoa Brown is suspended. Adam Kieran comes in at centre. Uh, Perham the wing. And Burr starts up front. Katoa returns on the bench with the last spot filled by uh, Tom Ale, who could make his debut. So, look, Tuvasashek, I expect him to be great. I do not know about yeah. the I don't know about the rest of it. The Raiders, they're building nicely as well. Not as nicely as the, as the Storm and, and the Roosters are. But, uh, you know, they're still in there with a the big shot at the top four they are um and and i expect them to comfortably yep. handle the warriors and you know what with the warriors now officially out of contention i wonder what that does for them too because i feel like there's a certain amount of sort of uh you know hyperactivity and motivation that comes from potentially making an unlikely finals campaign but yeah. when that's when, when that possibility is mathematically removed then your focus doesn't it switches from you know yeah potential excitement to the finals yep. to fucking great only two weeks and we get to see our family again 
Yeah, that's it. You know, so mm. I don't know what to expect from the Warriors this week, but if there was a massive drop-off in what we've seen recently, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Or it's not that it wouldn't surprise me, but, you know, I'd understand it. Yep. Knights take on the Dragons at uh, McDonald Jones. The Knights, it's old boys day, and they're bringing back Ponga. They're bringing back Hunt, Barnett. Um, Hoy moves to 5'8". Mason Lenor drops to the reserves. Mm. Uh, Kurt Mann suspended, so Randall will start in the nine. Shibasaki drops out in uh, favour of uh, Heimel Hunt. Yep. And Jacob Saifidi drops to the bench for Barnett's return. Dragons. Tarek Sims comes in on the bench for Billy Britton, who's out of the squad. Um, Fui Moreno drops back to reserves. Max Fiagai named to debut on the interchange. And once again, the Dragons 21 always provides me with that blast from the past in number 20 of Braden Williame. Oh, he still he, he still he still lives. Still alive. He's still somewhere. And uh mm. and that somewhere is the Dragons. Until Hook clears him out for not being the right skin colour. Mm. The the Knights need this. Like the, they, they do. They need some confidence, much the same as Parramatta needs to go into a game and really just just remember what it feels like to be a smooth attacking outfit. Mitchell Pierce needs this because he's fucking down on confidence. Yep. And the Newcastle Knights, unfortunately, live and die by the confidence of Mitchell Pierce. So he needs an absolute cracker of a game. Yep. I, I mean, I would certainly expect the Newcastle Knights to win, but you know the Dragons, if they can sort of you know just just think back a couple of weeks ago, they could very easily yep. become a spoiler. But I'm, I don't think it's going to happen on like old boys day. I mean, that seems to be a traditional yeah. day for Newcastle to get up for it. And uh, I don't want to. And fuck, they need to bounce back hard because I mean, they were absolutely How smashed last week. How many old boy days a year do they have? I think it's every other week, isn't it? Every, I don't know. Every home game. But I just <laughs> well, had... no, they got old boys day and then they've got like, they've got high vis day. Yeah, but I, I just had this deja vu of asking that exact same question because it had a bunch of fucking old boys days. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, they got okay. So they got they got high vis day. They got old old boys day. That's uh, just when they wear their orange uh, shirts. And then they've got this is old boys day. This one. Are they gonna? They, and then they got the high vis day, which is just when they like. No, no, no. I'm not talking about just a special. And event. then and then they've got and then they've got the day for beanies for fucking beanies for fucking beanies woman for bashing beaters. women. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's three days. Yeah. True. Okay. And that does you know incorporate some old boys. Yeah, so yeah, okay. Maybe that's where you where you've been confused. Look, I'm going to tip the Knights to win with no confidence, other than the fact that surely this is the first time they've been back in the finals for fucking ages, and they don't want to get blasted out in week one, embarrassingly, in the manner kind of that they were defeated last week. You know. So surely they're going to put something together. Surely. Righto, first thing up here, tipping. We have um, King Kong is absolutely fucking shat the bed. Um, he is now out of the lead, out of a tie of the lead, and he's a point back. We've got Benny 89 on top, 112. Matt is uh, second, or tied for first. Uh, King Kong comes into third, followed by on a blood buzz. 
Then we go back a point to JBB Doggy Doo to back a point to Mrs. Whistle, Nightmare, Toozy, and Andy. Mailbag. Okay, what do we got here? Mark says, not a question, but more of a statement. If Maguire ends up at the Dragons, I'm discontinuing my support for them. Look, I appreciate the sentiment, sir, but much much in the same way that I'm philosophical about the departure of Adam Fanula Blake, I believe you will be philosophical about the addition of Josh Maguire and you will overlook, you know, be able to overlook it because you've been supporting the club for presumably a significant period of your of your life mm. and of your rugby league watching life. And I don't, I think a single player, no, it, it's like we, we it's probably the members podcast we were talking about, it, but like, you know, you're talking about the NBA and like people like following players around yep. the team. That's not happening in rugby league. No, I don't think. And, uh, and I don't think it will. Um, there's still, there's too much sort of tribalism and things like that attached yeah, to the, it. attached to the, the sides. And so while I think that, you know, you certainly can voice your displeasure if Maguire ends up with the Dragons, I think you'll be over it pretty quickly because there's another 16 players there. Yes. Clevo, will James Chapman have to be renamed James Chadman when Chad Townsend joins Canterbury in 2021? Look, I'd, 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 I'd create a bet for him to do that, but he wouldn't honour it. Uh, Jason says, uh, is the NRL ready for the shitstorm that will be the bottom eight teams to come out of the bubble? And where do we think the end of year fuckery will play, take place now that there's no overseas travel? Two weeks until go time. It's a good question. Mm. Well, what is, I think that what will probably happen will be a scenario like what happens with premiership winning teams where clubs don't want to see shit happen. So maybe they put on something like a penthouse apartment or something like that or and, yeah, and, lock, it, and lock it down. If, if that's the case, why haven't they been doing that for the last forever? Well, I, this... You know, Manly did it after two thousand eight grand final, and they kept and the players were up there, and then they basically all the all that the media got were photographs of the guys waving to them from yeah. the veranda, from the veranda sort of thing. You know, um, but technology improves. Fast forward a decade, yeah, the doggies try to do the same thing for their Mad Monday, and yeah. the Daily Telegraph throws up fucking drones. Yeah, so exactly. so uh, yeah, look, they're on a hiding from nothing, but, but I think it's going to be low that. key comparatively. I'm sure. I'm sure there were others. Yeah. But out of every mad, there's 16 teams yep. every year, mm-hmm. and there's two examples of it. Yeah, and you it's know, like you know, like know, like a, like a questionable like a questionable dress up choice, where a guy gets his dick out at a function. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. But I'm saying there's two examples of somebody yep. hiring a private. Yeah, and the doggies ones wasn't a private penthouse that they can have all day. No, it was it was it was a it was a space, was a space out of pub. Yeah, amount of time. Um, I I don't think people are that fucking smart. No, you. I don't know. This year, just you know, can the can the clubs just basically put it in the hands of Rona and say, look, you know, there's nothing we can't, you know, for the, in the interest of social distancing, blah blah blah. There's nothing that we, you know, licensed venues can't have this many people. There's nothing we can really do yeah. if players as groups want to go, you know, go around your mates and. I'm yeah, I'm happy for that because it's already, they've already shown yeah that law enforcement will go after people in the public eye yep. for Rona breaches. Mm-hmm with as much ferocity as they will members of the general public, probably more so. Yep. Um, so I, I think, if anything, that saves us a bit. Yeah. And uh, Aaron was on a similar track where he said that uh, with no overseas travel, no interstate travel, is Northern New South Wales ready for a whole bunch of NRL players? Also, those finishing late may sync up with unofficial schoolies batting down the hatches Byron Bay. Yeah, it's going to be some backpackers walking funny. 
in the anti-vax capital of the country. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cruzy said, uh, the grand final meetup in Brisbane. Are we having one or no? Look, I understand your uh, your eagerness to know the answer to that question. Yes, we are, and you're not fucking invited, <laughs> you fucking weird egg-eating, half-bird-fetus-chomping cunt. <laughs> I was I was planning to be more more uh, more diplomatic and to say, look, of course we of course we want to, of course we intend to. Mm. Can we actually make these plans almost two months in advance? Yeah, or a month and a half in advance? No, 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 we can't. Why? Because who fucking knows what's happening exactly. from one week to the next? We had penciled in plans for the Sydney Grand Final Day meetup, the members thing the night before. It was all fucking laid out. And then fucking Victoria. And then, you know, some Victorian cunt ate a bat and fucked an Uber driving security guard. Yeah. So, look, it's it's hard. I mean, Queensland, we're in a better position. Yeah. In, in, but but in, I, say, I say that right now on the fucking 16th of, or whatever it is of the of September. Yeah, that's it. And who knows, you know, some fucking fish dick looking Jeffrey could sneak in from Victoria and you know, go shopping at every fucking Westfield in Brisbane. Yeah. And then next thing you know, we're, our asses are locked down again. We can't do shit. Right. So it's just hard not, to say. Not to put my Josh Addo car tinfoil hat on, mm-hmm. but fuck me all. Like, it seems that one of those things with Rona, mm-hmm. it's a symptom no one's discussing. It's this parasitic need to socialize in fucking shit cunt places. <laughs> like these people, all they do, like once you catch the disease, yeah, you just seem to go to Westfields and then church. <laughs> and and don't get me wrong, I'm a hundred percent okay with people in those fucking places being struck down. <laughs> in fact, it almost gives me a biblical heart on. Yeah, yeah. So look, we want to, you know, short answer. Yeah, we want to do something. Um, but it it's not feasible. Yeah, and 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 if we and if we do throw something out there it's not going to be with the same amount of notice normally because yeah. we're not, because you know, I would only really be comfortable about saying this is where we're doing something. This is what's happening like a week out because I feel like it would take longer than a week for the government to turn things Well, they're around. giving you about a week's notice now. Yeah. For example, when they close borders or when they're putting curfew enforcements on or when they're putting yeah. in quarantine, uh, self-quarantine yeah. restrictions, they're yeah. giving you a week's notice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, you know, we live in hope. And uh, finally, Nigel says, uh, is this the year that a team out of the top four wins it all? No. Don't think so. I think the top three are Can definitely ask, going to be the winner. What's fucking happened in your life that you would ask a question like that? Maybe he's just thinking, look, it's a topsy-turvy year. You know, we've got the Rona shit going look, on we've, there. We've, we've seen the teams that are going to finish one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And then we've seen everybody else. Yep. And look, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not disputing that uh, Souths and Canberra could beat uh, any of the other teams on their day. I am absolutely 100% prepared to draw a massive fucking line through Parramatta and their chances. Mm-hmm. I rate them exactly the same as Newcastle, who also have got no chance of winning, and it's only slightly ahead of the Sharks, who, as we previously mentioned, are going to win another game this season. Yep. The winner's going to come out. The grand final is surely going to come out of two of the top three teams. Yep. Could be any of those top three teams. Because certainly on their day, all of them, I mean, like, and you're looking, you're seeing some of like, you know, the the perennial successful side. You see they're actually starting to build towards, you know, looking pretty fucking deadly. Yep. But yeah, no, outside top four. Well, I mean, fuck. I mean, 
two of the top, two of two of two of the two of the bottom four are fucking hopeless. Yeah. And 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 if by some chance Souths or um, the Raiders find their way into the top four and kick Para out, then that means there's going to be three fucking useless sides in the yeah, bottom four. So exactly. so no, absolutely not. This is not the year. And then watch like the you know some shit team like the Knights fucking go on a run. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'll never get to fucking hear the end of it. Um, that's full time episode three six eight. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Uh, our Facebook group's a place to be. Hashtag Twill Nation. You can get there by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation and our Facebook page in general is facebook.com forward slash This Week in League where you can share posts and uh, share episodes around with your friends. And uh, help us out and help spread the word. And if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, digital membership still available and can be picked up anytime for only three ninety nine a month. And uh, I think that's about it. So uh, once again, welcome new listeners. Thanks for listening, old listeners. And uh, we'll see you next week. Love you all. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.